We've got a very touchy subject, uh, and I've got Instagram. If you see me looking between cameras, uh, I'm, yeah, exactly. There's so many things. Uh, yep, I'm unmuted there, so I just wanted to check. So, listen, we're going to talk about the topic tonight. Each week, yes. what we try to do here at the Junto Podcast is bring bring uh, a subject that may not be talked about at church, right? Uh, yep. You know. It, it's hard to discuss every single thing. And thank God for our pastors, uh, I pastor, and thank God just for the amount of time and care that's put in on that. But sometimes there are just conversations that need to be had that you may not hear uh, on a Sunday morning. And that's what we try to do uh, here at the Junto Podcast. So what's our topic tonight, Heather? Uh, Our topic tonight is Christians and wine. Alcohol, oh. whatever, however you want to drink. That's how drank. we say it here Christians from the south. And drank. Christians and drank. Christians and drank. Good to have everybody. We're going to start this conversation. Uh, listen, we want to say first and foremost that we are not the end all be all. Uh, we understand that uh, everybody is coming to this uh, f- with their own things in mind, their own perspectives, mm-hmm. and we have to understand that there are things that. Uh, experiences that we've had that create our own perspectives. And listen, uh, we're going to say on the front end that we're not advocating uh, for one thing or another. All we want to do is present what the Word of God says about uh, not only drinking, but listen, if we're being honest, we can uh, apply this to food. We can apply this to all kinds of things. So start us yeah, out. You had some type of addiction. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And I just wanted to reiterate where our purpose here is not to change anybody's mind or argue with anyone over whether it's right or wrong to drink that's right that's right um just just to to open up the conversation i think that's the whole point is just to have an open conversation that's right i think that's what we we want to do and you know and you talked about a minute ago that we're just we're wanting to expose people and give different perspectives and so we've got some stats, we've got some information that we want to share with you uh, that we think is interesting. That's right. Um, but first, you know, we always like to give our own personal experience or revelation values, That's whatever. It. But I grew up um, and I was raised where you steer clear of any type of drinking because, you know, you get too close and therefore things can escalate and so it's just don't even test the waters don't even get close to the edge for fear that you may fall and that's that's my upbringing and i'm i'm proud of my my raising and that's right uh you know i'm appreciative and and grateful to my parents for what they taught me and instilled in me yeah that's exactly how i grew up okay that's my my uh my upbringing and so part of my perspective is molded yeah from that that's exactly right. I mean, we all grow up in families and, you know, you may come from a family that they're just not going to drink. Doesn't matter what they do, they're not doing it. And you may come from a family that, that uh, maybe it's a mixed bag, you know, maybe they're not drinking on the weekends and stuff, but occasionally you see right. uh, some wine or you see some things at special events. And here's what I want to, here's what I want to relay. And what we want to relay is that Listen, you can be a Christian and be across the board with these ideas. And that's right. We're going to talk a little bit about tonight some of the denominational statistics. And yes, you would be surprised 
that uh, according to the denomination it can affect uh, the way you view drinking and how much you actually drink. So we want to say across the board, listen, we understand that there are different persuasions uh, and different upbringings that are going to affect the way you view alcohol, wine, beer, drink, however you want to say it. Drink. Drank. We from drank. Memphis, so drank. we talk about drink, drink. So awesome. Yeah, yeah. So first off, I just want to give some stats because I like, I like data. I like That's right. uh, testing something. I like seeing numbers. I don't know. It's I just I like it. There's no arguing with numbers. You can't numbers don't lie. That's what they I say. Mean, people can fudge numbers. That's it. Them, but hey, real quick before you get into that, I want to say if you're on Facebook, hey, tell us hi. Let us know you're here. Uh, you can always replay these conversations. Uh, but we just we hope these are beneficial to you. So again, if you're on Facebook or Instagram, hey, give us a quick shout out. Let us know you're with us. Okay, let's talk about those stats. Yeah. Okay. So here's my stats. Uh, Gallup surveys over the last 75 years Jeez. have typically shown that two-thirds of all American adults have occasion to drink alcoholic beverages. Two-thirds. Wow, two-thirds. So, including 63% in 2018. 2018, okay. Um, and let me give you this statement. And this is from uh, Scott McConnell. He's the executive director of Lifeway Research. Wow. Um, so you can look that up. While alcohol consumption contains to be seen as mainstream in the United States, churchgoers' attitudes about drinking haven't changed much. Wow. Which is interesting. In the past decade. Okay. Jeez. Um, almost 9 in 10 churchgoers, so that's 87%, 87%, agree that Scripture says people should never get drunk. That's up from 82% in 2007. Goodness. Now, I did not say that it said Scripture says people should never drink or have a drink it yeah. said get drunk that's the the mindset what's up john eric monica we see you guys on instagram thanks for popping in we're going to be brief tonight uh but yeah that's crazy how denominations uh or mm-hmm. upbringings uh really affect that so that's very very interesting to talk about mm-hmm. in just a few minutes we're going to look at some scriptures uh you know and i know one of the things that that we discuss and i'll be honest guys this can be a very touchy subject this is not it's touchy across it, families friends neighbors all across the board there's everybody has their own view of it that's right that's you know? right and i think that our point our point in any of these podcasts that we have is that you can learn from someone else's perspective you can uh, learn from someone else's experience. Um, it doesn't mean you have to agree. You That's do not right. have to agree. But I think opening the conversation honest conversation. I think that's our main goal. Yeah. And the reason we want to have these conversations, guys, is is because uh, I, I know that a lot of times these types of things keep people out of church. They keep people out of church because they feel like, well, man, I'm drinking. Uh, and I, I feel like over the years it has gotten a little bit uh it's got a little more lax, I guess you could say. Uh, and we, yeah. we don't necessarily want it to be lax. We want to live up to the standard of God. But I think understanding, having a proper understanding, and this applies to food, this can apply to gluttony, uh, drinking, uh, sexual relationships, yeah. all of these social things. Social media. Social media. That's right. <gasps> An addiction to social media. Can you believe that? I know. Um, that's not me, though. Let me not say me. this. But okay. when it comes to total abstinence, that means not drinking at all. Fewer than a quarter, so that's 23% of Protestant churchgoers believe Scripture indicates people should never drink alcohol. Goodness gracious. Fewer than a quarter believe that Scripture indicates you should never drink alcohol. Remember the statement I said a minute ago um, that Scripture... 
that 87% agree that Scripture says you should never get drunk. Drunkenness. Wow. I think yeah. drunkenness is the... Yeah, yeah. Is there a term there? And I think that's what we want to distinguish between two is that, you know, uh, the Bible doesn't necessarily speak on, on, on drinking per se, but it does mention, and we're going to look at some passages, it does really speak on being drunk. Now, how do we reconcile that? Because I come from a family that, you know, I DJed for a lot of years. Yeah. And when we go, it's come on, we go, we're going hard into pain. Family togetherness and, yeah. That's it. It's a complete opposite for what I grew up. But look at us. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. If only you saw behind Woo. the scenes. Holy Spirit. Man, right before this whole oh, thing, God. we had so many technical problems that we were like, should we just we cancel like, well, it? Well, let's just put a note. We'll just tell them that we have technical difficulties. We'll see them another night. But hey, the Lord helped us out and we yeah. got this thing going. So That's can right. I say something else? Please do. Moving on. Okay. This, I'm going to give you all some percentages here. Percentages. All right, and I hope I don't confuse you with all these numbers, but if, I'll say it slowly. Uh, this is which churchgoers say they drink alcohol. So this Ooh. is churchgoers goers who say they drink alcohol. 33% of those with evangelical beliefs mm. say they drink alcohol. Wow. 51% of those without evangelical beliefs say they drink alcohol. Goodness. 37% of weekly attenders... Of a church service. 37%. Say they drink alcohol. 69% of monthly attenders say they drink alcohol. Wow. Right. Now, let me give you all these numbers. I know it's a lot. These are stats. 51% of those attending a church of 250 to 500. Wow. Now, watch how the percentages go down as the church size wow. is less. 46% of those attending a church of 100 to 250. 36% of those attending a church of 50 to 99, and 32% wow. of those attending a church when le- with less than 50 actually say they drink alcohol. Goodness gracious. That is a trip. It's just, it's interesting. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to say why any of this is the way that it is. It's interesting. It is, guys. And again, uh, what we're talking about here is conversational. Uh, We know uh, that we are saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. That is the only thing that saves us, okay? So, uh, but it is interesting to know. And and I I do want to differentiate because uh, we know that there are examples of drinking uh, in the Bible, but we want to differentiate really between drunkenness and we've talked about addiction we've had brad johnson on here we've had other people who deal with addiction uh and we want to we want to differentiate between having a drink and and somebody that's addicted or that's got an actual problem so very cool good stuff now um did we say that we were gonna this was interesting too and we don't have to go into this but the denominational break it breakdown is that what you just did no. Okay, yeah, let's do no. the denominational. The, the, let's the, find out who's drinking the most. Who's drinking the most. <laughs> and look, this day, okay. Uh, Lutherans, fun. 76%. Ooh. And Methodists, 62%. Wow. Are more likely to than Baptists at 33%. Non-denominational church goers, 43%. And Assemblies of God, Pentecostals, 23%. Man. Now, that doesn't mean that this is every congregation out there it's just a, it's a study and it's that's right a, you know trying to get a good good likeness there so that's it um age also has a uh, determination churchgoers ages 18 to 34 are evenly split evenly split which is crazy on their alcohol consumption 50 percent say they drink 50 percent say they do not man that was kind of 
I was shocked at that. Goodness. 41% of churchgoers ages 35 to 49 say they drink, while 59 do not. Goodness. 44% of 50 to 64-year-olds say they consume alcohol, while 56% do not. Now, the highest churchgoers age 65 and above were least likely. Least likely. To hmm. say they drink, and 32% saying yes, 68% saying no. Bottom line, churchgoers' perspectives on alcohol are not changing very fast. The perspectives. Yeah. The majority believe that biblically they can drink, but they choose not to. I said right there. Okay. All right, so let's switch gears real quick because yes. we're probably about 10 minutes in right. and we want to try to limit this to, you know, 20, uh, 25 minutes or so. Listen, if you're watching this, uh, we just want you to be comforted. Uh, we know that people will replay this and everything. Um, and we just hope that this is informative to you. We hope it's a conversation. Now, I'll say this too. If you're watching this and you're being convicted and you know you have a problem, hey, do what you need to do. Get help. Listen, I, I have seen alcohol abuse. I've seen what it does to families, and I'm switching between the cameras here, but I understand what it does. And if you're not one of those guys uh, who can turn it off real easily, then or, or ladies, uh, you know, and I, I know the struggle. I, I understand. We do. We, yeah. I understand. So you definitely want to uh, you definitely want to seek the Lord, pray, and do what you need to do. Now I'm going to put this up because we're going to switch gears real quick. I want to. We have a graphic. Well, these are just some scriptures, and I want to see. And sorry, Instagram, we only have the capability to do this on Facebook, uh, but I'm hoping that this will give us a little bit of insight. Now, did I give you those scriptures? Do you have them? You gave them to me? No, I'm asking because I've got them, but I didn't know if you oh, had them too. No, so. but you can send them to me right now. <laughs> no, yeah, we're good. Here's what we want to do. We want to we refer to some biblical references on drinking alcohol. And I'm going to yes. see if I can. I want to put this thing. And again, it's not specifically that we're saying we yay don't. or nay or right or wrong. This is strictly what the Bible says when it mentions alcohol or wine. Um, and we, we're just putting them out there we're yeah. putting out information and um, that's all we're doing it's info yeah so the first scripture we have uh and, and i encourage you guys listen we we don't have time to really go in depth in these but what we're looking at we we pulled scriptures and we're looking at them from an objective point of view uh you know we're not doing a, a in-depth teaching on on scripture but what we're doing is we're looking at references or instances in the bible where alcohol uh, is actually mentioned and or addressed right. so the first one is ecclesiastes 9 7 now if you've read through ecclesiastes you know that that is a it, it, it can be doom and gloom like it's gloomy. just a strange a book gloomy. but we have to know that god put it there for a reason and here's what it says it says, uh, Ecclesiastes 9, 7, it says, Go then, eat your bread in happiness, and drink your wine with a cheerful heart, for God has already approved your works. Now, I know if you go on and read the rest of that chapter, you're like, well, man, basically what it sounds like Solomon is saying here is that why do anything? Nothing matters. We might as well drink to our heart's drink content. Drink Mary, right. But I think, I think if we really break this down, and there is some theological principles here that we can gain because it does says, for God has already approved your works. Now, if you are in Christ, if you're a new believer, uh, or if you're a believer, uh, not new, new or old, uh, if you're a believer in Christ, then that is true. Your works have been approved right. by God. And what I take that to mean too is that, listen, uh, because of that now, if we look at it from a new covenant perspective, 
Hey, Liz, uh, good to see your heart there. If we look at that from a new covenant perspective, we know that we are a new creation in Christ and that, hey, we are we have been approved, not because of our works, but because of the works of Christ. And I was shaking the microphone. So. Yeah, we're good. I can see it in Instagram. It's red. Cool. What do you think about that? Yeah, it's good stuff. You want to read the next one? Yeah, I'll let you read that. I'm going to blow it up a little bit. That is good because it was a little hard to read. (laughs) This is from Psalms 104, 14 through 15. He makes grass grow for the cattle and plants for people to cultivate, bringing forth food from the earth, wine that gladdens human hearts, oil to make their faces shine, and bread that sustains their hearts. That's right. So again, we're not doing in-depth teachings, but if you begin to look at passages of Scripture... uh, you understand, wow, there, there really is talk uh, to, to lead us and guide us in every area of life. Uh, so I love that. It says he makes grass grow for the cattle and plants for people to cultivate, bringing forth food from the earth, wine that gladdens human hearts. So I think there is definitely a case. If things are done decently in order in the proper way, then I believe that God has put everything here for us to use if it's used in the way that he the intended proper it. Way. That's exactly yes. right. And that's, you know, anything, anything in um, overindulgence and that's addiction. Right. You know, if you're one of those people who you've had problems with it before or you just have an addictive personality, sometimes yeah. your stance needs to be, hey, I'm not even going to go close to the edge because, you know, I might jump. You have if to that know. that makes sense. That's you have right. To, yeah, yeah. And I think that's... Uh, that's being mature in Christ. You know, that's being mature in Christ and understanding uh, that, hey, wait a minute, I, I just don't even want to mess with that because I know my personality. I know right. how I can get. Uh, so the best thing to do is to, to call on God and ask Him to give you strength in those moments. So very, very cool. That's right. All right. In First Timothy, we actually see... Uh, we actually see a scripture that if you look at the context of this, uh, it, it's talking about using alcohol almost as a healing, a healing, uh, healing ointment. Let me read this. It says, stop drinking only water and use a little wine because of your stomach and your frequent illnesses. Now, of course, you have to look back and, and look at the, the whole context of scripture there. But really, it, it, it is what it's saying that there is some benefit. Use a little wine. You know, your stomach hurts every now and then. So listen. You need to need to get a little wine on there too sometimes. So you want to expound on that anymore? <laughs> no, yeah, and, and you know some you you may read that or look at this and think you know it's just not for me. It's not for me, and you know the way I was raised, I'm not even going to go there. And that is yes, one hundred percent. Um, That's right. We're not advocating for that in any way, but we're certainly, we can't ignore the fact that things are put in Scripture for a purpose. Now, again, we're not advocating uh, for that. God's going to lead you and guide you and direct your path in that. You just have to trust Him. You're not trusting us, but you lean into God, amen, and you trust trust, uh, His Word, so... Amen. Good stuff. I'll read the next one. You will? Yeah, fantastic. This is 1 Peter 4, 3. You have had enough in the past of the evil things that godless people enjoy, their immorality and lust, their feasting and drunkenness and wild parties, and their terrible worship of idols. Now, we flipped the script on this one. We get serious here. Yeah, that one's pretty serious. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's pretty self-explanatory as well. Um, Expound on that one for us a little bit. Why'd you make it smaller? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> for referencing. That's yes, it. immorality, lust, feasting, drunkenness. Hey, we all know 
someone has a little bit too much alcohol, your, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? It's not coming to my mind right now. Um, Senses. Nope. Uh, mm-mm. Uh, mm-mm. Like your choice, your inability your, to make good choices. Yes. What is the word? Um, conscious. Oh my gosh. Somebody type it in. No, <laughs> that's not it. Your, your, not inhibitions. Uh, yeah, inhibitions. That's no, a good one. That's your, that's, it'll come after yeah. when we're done. That's exactly right. Anyway, we know that, that, Dangerous things can happen. Stupid things can happen. Um, infidelity. That's right. That's right. I, your you, choice, your decision right. making. Yes. That's right. Yes. It's all affected right. by that. That's right. it. Yeah. And and, and and I would point out too, in this particular passage of scripture, we can see where it points out the difference. We, we've seen scriptures that really show us, hey, these are... These are how, you know, hey, it's this okay. This is the proper way. Yeah, it's proper. Enjoy yourself. This Make heart the glads of men. But listen, now when you start going in here uh, and you start seeing that this, there's a differentiation between just yeah, having yeah. A, a drink and then being drunk mm-hmm. because now it's thrown in. Now, listen, uh, again, we, we know that we're saved by grace uh, and we've all at one point or another, if we've, we're being honest. We've all been there. We've all been we've there. We've all been there. Like Liz exactly said, right. yes, I was young once. Yes. <laughs> we see you, Liz. I, I've right. been stupid multiple times, okay? I'm just going to be honest with you. For real. Um, but like I said, this is an open and honest conversation. And if somebody can relate with me and what we're saying, then hey. That's, that's it. That's what we're trying to do. That's here, exactly so. right. Last scripture, and I'm sorry, Instagram, you guys don't have our cool little screen on Facebook. We can actually put up a graphic, and uh, it shows kind of the scriptures we're reading. But this is Romans 14, 13, and 14, and then 19. 19 okay. So essentially, this is the heart or the spirit that we should have with our brothers and sisters. It says, therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in the way of a brother yes. or sister. Now, yes. that's not all of the scripture, but I think it's important to stop right there. Yeah. Listen, here's the reality. If you know you good and you can drink and you can have a good time, praise God, yeah, do your thing. And I hate to even say it like that. But listen, if you're around somebody and you know that you have the potential to be a stumbling block to them because maybe they can't handle alcohol the way you do. You know, maybe they have a, a real deep-seated problem uh, then, hey, listen, the reality of it is, guys, is that uh, you just need to stop because you don't want to be a stumbling block for them. And here's a word that we're going to talk about. It is a sacrifice. It is a sacrifice. That's right. And, you know, also there are those out there that we talked about earlier, their values and that, you know, they're not drinkers. They're not going to drink. So what is the purpose in in indulging? Hey, Sorry. Hey, in <laughs> indulging when you know that this person that's not their that's not their vibe that's yeah. not their thing so so like you said a minute ago sacrifice you know if you're going to cause somebody to, to feel a certain way to stumble it doesn't edify and lift your brother or sister up which is what we are supposed to do then you need to sacrifice a that's little it. bit and it's hard to do it's hard to do keep in mind though guys you know we're, we're talking about edifying our brothers and this is this is this is so, this could apply on so many levels, man. Drinking, uh, food, you know, somebody's on a, trying to get in shape. Keto, somebody's keto and you go going to keto a big old brownie. That's Come exactly right. Forget the brownies, man. Forget the <laughs> We're brownies. We're making light, but seriously, there are, besides alcohol, there are other addictions that 
every, all of us deal with on a daily basis. That's right. And and if alcohol, you aren't addicted, you don't have an issue with it, and you are able to enjoy and have limitations. There's there's other things in life that we can glean from this. Yeah. Other um, addictions. I talked about social media a minute yeah. ago. Yeah. You know, husbands and wives. We were just talking about this the other night, actually, in relationships on social media and these apps. It's so are easy, guys. And they are ruining our relationships. Yep, yep, that's in right. In our homes, you know, or we're sitting on the couch and we got a phone in front of our face instead of engaging and speaking life into each other, we're wasting our time. And you think basically. we're lying? And we Just all do it. Look at your kids, right. man. That that is a barometer right there. And and I don't care who you are. I don't care what occupation, pastor, teacher. Man, it, it. I think sometimes it's just easier for us as parents just to let them do it, especially in this pandemic. They're home. If if you're like Heather and I, we're working from home. We're working a lot from home, and uh, God, sometimes it's like, okay, do what you want to do. So everything we're talking about here, guys, this scripture. Listen, it, this this last scripture in Romans, it's talking about edification. I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish reading it because it says, uh, "Do not put a block or obstacle in the way of a brother yes. or sister." I am convinced to being fully persuaded in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself. Now, this is big. Then for that person, it is unclean. Now, expound on that. You got some. So, alcohol. It is neither good nor bad. It's neither evil nor whatever. Facebook, Instagram. Alcohol. Yeah. yeah. Um, It's like money. It's like money. Sometimes people say money is the root of all evil. No, the love of money is the root of all evil. That's right. The addiction to alcohol is the bad part, Okay. All these tools and all these things. What was the scripture that we read a minute ago yep, that said right. he, that that the Lord has created all these things? There is a purpose. There is a reason. There is a yeah. use, uh, and for them to be used in the right way. That's right. And and in the proper you know amounts. What do we say? Overindulgence. Yeah. Um, but alcohol in and of itself, it's 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 not evil. It's amoral, just like it's money. Amoral. It has no it's morality whatsoever. It's a thing. Uh, pharmaceutical drugs. They're a thing. They're tools. They're uses. They're resources used in the proper way. And like I said, you can put this in food. Of course, we have to have food. Come on. Come on. But hey, if we're addicted to it. But I love that. It says that nothing is unclean in itself, but if uh, anyone regards something as unclean, in other words, if I have a conviction that it's just not for me, it says then for that person it is unclean. So that means that I'm going to respect them. And this is the Word of God. This is not us pushing our opinion. That's not what we want to do. No. We want you to be led by the Holy Spirit and you do what's best for your family. And I'll, t- I'll say this too, for those that have been brought up in a legalistic family and you just can't see um, how how it could be a right thing, listen, we just ask that you follow the convictions of your heart. And Heather, scratch me in here. That messed me all up. <laughs> but I'm going to read, I'm going to finish reading the rest of this scripture. It says, let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. Yes, uplifting and edifying one another. That is what we're supposed to do. That's right. That's exactly right. And we need to use our brains and our hearts, uh, you know. That's right. In the word of the Lord. That's it. Uh, hey, Beth, a wise friend of mine once said, me holding a beer makes me let... <laughs> I hear you. Yep. You know, I think, Beth, you bring up a really good point uh, because I actually struggled with that for a long time. In fact, you know, uh, at family functions, uh, when I was still uh, would occasionally have a drink or was still going through a phase, I would feel ashamed or I would feel guilty. Uh, 
And, and, and the Lord delivered me from that. Now, again, I'm not going to be a stumbling block to somebody else. That's certainly not what we want to do. We want to edify the Lord in everything that we do. And here's what I know. Here's what God has revealed to me. If I could even, I hate to say testimony because it's such a churchy word, testify. but my testimony is that, listen, none of us are good enough. Romans tells us that our righteousness, the best we can do on our own outside of having God is like filthy rags. And so the only way I am made clean is by trusting uh, in Jesus Christ. And when I take on his name, the Bible says that I'm then a new creation. And we just read in Romans that the thing itself is not unclean. It's just a thing. It has no morality. Right. It's what we do with it. Yes, yes. And keep in mind, you know, we have to make sure we're not letting these things become idols. Set. in our hearts and the have to like you know got to do this this is my regimen this is mm-hmm. what I gotta do anything that keeps you um, from your relationship with God and something that anything that you put before that is an idol anything before your relationship with God so it can be alcohol it can be anything tonight we're talking about alcohol but hey the the reality of it is it could be your spouse that you put before God. It could be your children. Yeah, that's right. Ooh, that's a hard pill to swallow, but hey, you know, if it's you and the Lord, that's enough. That's, that's it. it's supposed to be. Yeah, we hope that you guys, uh, do you have a parting thought? I know we're already about 35 minutes in, close, about what? 30 minutes. I know. Say, I know. I got a clock here. It's insane. Okay, no, I'm going to let y'all go. That's, that's... That may be part of the countdown, too. But uh, yeah. I'm going to put the scripture references on our page. Again, we do these podcasts just as a conversation starter right. uh, because we want you to know that you're not alone. You got to know, especially right now, in the type of what I call a closed off environment that we're in, it's very, very easy uh, for your mind to start, okay, am I okay? Am I normal? Or all these mm-hmm. things. It's hard to say anything these days, honestly. Yeah, that's right. And we just want you to know you're not alone. We know that there are tons and tons of people that are asking these types of questions and that are feeling the same thing. And you know what? You may be on in one of these stages. You, you, you may not know how you feel about these things. And we just encourage you to read uh, to let the will of the Lord uh, lead you and guide you. And we hope that you were blessed by that. Thank you, Beth. Always supporting us. Appreciate that. We see you, Miss Liz. You're still young. Hey, Monica. Good to see you on here. Hope you guys were blessed. I'm going to share uh, that graphic with the scriptures. I'll put that on our page. And we will see you guys next Tuesday. Y'all be blessed.